everybody, welcome to another Park Report Podcast interview. This is Roy. Hope you guys are doing well out there. My guest on this episode is none other than Neil Morris, who's back with a number of releases due out this year. On this episode, we spoke about his upcoming rock opera, The Dreamer, Joseph Part 1, the upcoming live NMB audio release, Morse Fest, which is happening in August in both the U.S. and in Europe. And we also touch base on a yet-to-be-announced release at the end of the podcast. You want to check in on that. Uh, before we get to the interview, just a reminder to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and more. Check us out on all our socials and, of course, on parkreport.com for all your news, reviews, interviews, and more. And now my chat with Neil Morse. Well, good to see you. <laughs> good to see you. How's it going, man? Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's been, been you know, crazy as always. And, uh, you know, good to see that you're up and doing stuff again. Coincidentally, I didn't know you were releasing that song yesterday. So, uh, or was it Monday or whatever it was, uh, which was exciting. I, brother, I didn't know it either. <laughs> you know, it all got out there. It seems like the fans like it. And yeah. You know, everybody's happy. They'll be they'll be even happier when they get the whole album, like you. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, you know, I don't know sometimes what to expect from some of the some of the stuff. You know, and and I for some reason I always I, I don't know what the next thing you you do is going to sound like when it comes out, and then I hear it and I go, oh well, yeah, it's it's awesome. Of course it is. You know what I mean? Like, no no brainer. This is great. Well, stuff. thank you, thank you. But hope hopefully, you know, that's good. I mean. Uh, we want to try to, you know, I'm working on the ending for part two this morning and I'm trying to have it be satisfying, but not have it be like something I've done a lot in the past. And, yeah. uh, being that I've made a lot of concept albums, you know, it, it's just kind of challenging to try to come up with, uh, things that are different enough yet still uh satisfying for the for the listener you know right yeah you know what why don't we talk about the joseph thing a little bit um while we're on while we're on the subject um so this comes out in august uh was it the 14th what's the date exactly august 11th 11th that's what it was same day as the first day of morse fest usa right <laughs> so and but but you're not playing this at Morse Fest, right? So that that's a whole that's a whole separate thing. We don't. No, no. Hopefully, we'll do it the following year. Would be that's my hope. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, so talk about this project a little bit. Um, like I said, the first single, uh, "Like a Wall," is out now on YouTube and streaming and everywhere, and it's just killer rock track. Um, and uh, but talk about this project. I mean. I think this is one you've been working on for a long time, right? When did it start and how long did it take you to get here? I looked at my notes and I, the first songs, the first ideas came at the end of September of last year. So the end of September of 22. Um, well, after the touring, you know, I toured quite a bit in 22. There was the, you know, uh, quite a bit of Innocence in Danger gigs and then uh the, the uh transatlantic transatlantic was kind of short but intense you know <laughs> as always and uh, so then after that after the smoke cleared from all of that i was kind of like hmm well you know kind of like what the the good old what's next you know lord what's what's next and uh 
so I started kicking around with my wife and my wife was, I mean, she's like, well, the people seem to really like the concept albums. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and then it came to my mind and I think frontiers had emailed me around that same time saying like, Hey, you know, we'd love to have a follow-up to Jesus Christ, the exorcist, you know, of, you know, uh, I don't know if they call it the concept album or not, but you know, with mul- an album telling a big story with multiple singers. And so I started to kick it around with her, like what, well, what story would be good? And, uh, and obviously, uh, we settled on the Joseph story. Um, and, but I wasn't necessarily sold. Uh, it was just like an idea, like, oh, that feels good. And I felt, felt that, you know, good inside about trying it. And then, um, we were down in Florida right when the big uh, hurricane hit last end of September, beginning of October. Hurricane, yeah. I think it was Hurricane Ian, I think it was. And we were like staying with friends in Bradenton. So I think I remember you hosting something about that at the time. Yeah, yeah. We were there with the, with the, in the heart of it. And the, well, not in the heart of it. Uh, thankfully, it didn't, you know, hit Bradenton too badly, but. The power was out for like three days and all that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, it was right then. I was working on new songs for God Smuggler. It's like all this stuff starts moving in your head. And then I started I started kicking around ideas for Joseph then. And I wasn't, it's kind of like, um, you've probably heard me say this before, but I think of it kind of like a big mosaic. And you know you're going to create this thing or you're wanting to but you're not sure if it's really the right thing, if God's in it. Um, and you, but so you just start, you just start painting in the corner and like, Oh, that's cool. And maybe you start painting somewhere else and you're like, Oh, that's cool. You get like four or five pieces, even though like there's tons of stuff that's missing, but if you get enough pieces that you feel are a gift, uh, then it's like, okay, I got the green light. I'm going to keep going on this thing. And so I put God smuggler, I think aside for a little while and worked on Joseph exclusively throughout like November and December, I think. And then that's, that's when, that's when I went, Whoa, this is too much. You know, I started like really going through the story and, um, I felt like it was, it was becoming not just too much for me to, as a task to complete, you know, with strings and horns and choir and players and, you know, singers and, you know, it's such a massive, massive project. Uh, but not, not just that, but I felt like it was going to be too much for the, cons- to the listener. And I don't want to say consumer for the listener to digest. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought, man, this this might I don't even know how long this thing is going to wind up. So I I, I contacted. Uh, I contacted Frontiers and asked them if they were. Interested in uh, if we could split it in two parts for my own sanity <laughs> as well as the rest of it. And uh, kindly, they said, yeah, so we kind of made a new deal for a, uh, for two releases instead of one. Cool. And uh, so that's that's where we're at. And we've, you know, finally, uh, just started pre-orders for Joseph part one. And it's the official release date is August 11th. 
And, you know, I think musically, to me, it sort of sounds not too uh, different from stuff that people have come to know you for, for like Solo Gratia or, or kind of the Question Mark album, that kind of concept record. It's, it has a very uh, familiar kind of style to it from that to me. Whereas I think Jesus Christ, the Exorcist sounded different. You know, it, it, it because of you not singing it and all the different singers, it had a bit more of a actual musical style to it, I think. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this time I am singing the role of Joseph. Yeah. So I'm singing a lot of the stuff. So that is different. Um, I have to write it a little lower. You know, if I, if I have uh, Ted and Matt and Mark Pogue, a lot of these guys have such wonderful ranges. I can, you know, write for much higher ranges with them. For me, I have to, you know, I have to be conscious of what I can sing. But no, I mean, it's all, it all comes from a natural place, you know, like in October, we took, we try to take uh, trips with one grandkid at a time, like, and just spend time, not only that, but we, like, as our special time with them. Mm. So we, we took uh, my grandson Lucas on a trip in October when all this was kind of percolating. And, uh, we went on a on a cruise to you know Caribbean, typical sort of Caribbean, you know, cheap cruise. <laughs> and uh, the, it's funny. I went into the solarium, and at that time in the morning, there was nobody in there, and uh, they pipe these jungle sounds in there. I think it's supposed to be peaceful or something. But if you listen to my voice memos, there's all this ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ah. All these, like jungle sounds in the back. It's pretty funny. But I, I, I felt really inspired about a lot of that, uh, a lot of that stuff. And, you know, so it just, you know, it just came out and I'm not surprised it sounds, you know, like some of my other things. Cause I am, I am me after all. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, you mentioned a couple of the, the different guests and singers on the record, um, also, uh, other musicians, I mean, Steve Morris is on there and you know, the amazing thing about him is I don't think he gets enough credit that guy for his distinct sound because immediately I knew it was him and I didn't even know that he was on the record yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's in his hands too. It's, you know, it's partly his gear and his tone, but I think it, it's, it's his vibrato and yeah. It's it's like he's his his guitar playing is a very distinct voice. Totally, yeah. You can tell he's he's like with like that like Brian May like like Jimi Hendrix. It's like you can hear it. You can tell it's him. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, talk about some of the other people on the record. Well, let's see. Yeah, Steve Morse uh, does a guitar solo on the before the world was uh, that. I th think I cried when I put it up. <laughs> I was just like, oh. God is, I could, yeah, I could you know, God is, so, you know, I just, he's just so good to us, you know, that just I, that I know people that I can send stuff to and they'll say, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? And anyway, yeah. Eric Gillette is uh, playing drums on some of it. Uh, I also got Gabe Klein and Gideon Klein and their friend, Sam Hunter, who some of you, if you were at the inner circle concert last year or the year before they played, uh, bass drums and guitar at at that and i felt like to involve mm -hmm. them uh ted leonard 
uh, from Spock's Beard and Enchant as singing lead on a lot of stuff. He's singing the role of Judah, basically. Um, and Matt Smith is singing the role. Matt Smith from Theocracy is singing the role of Robin. And then uh, other, there's a lot of other people, string players, background singers, all kinds of things. I probably forgot. Um, Jake oh, Livgren. Yeah. Jake Livgren. Livgren, right. Yeah, Jake Livgren does a, does a marvelously adventurous vocal on uh, Gold Dust City. Yeah. Man, he can sing. He sounds awesome. Yeah, he was uh, like, hey, I took a lot of chances with this one. See how you like it. I was like, I love it. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. So, yeah, again, that comes out August 11th. Uh, check out the first single. First single is awesome. And uh, uh, But that's not all you got going on. I mean, we got the the NMB uh, Evening of uh, Innocence and Danger live in Hamburg. Comes out yeah. the 14th. Uh, a new single from that just came out today as we're doing this. Another story to tell, the live version of that. Um, you know, God, I, that tour must feel like ages ago for you <laughs> by now. Um, it you does. Know, what, do you, what do you remember from that tour, from that show? <laughs> I remember that show. Yeah, I've had a lot of good shows at the Mark Tall all the way back to the Spock's Beard days. That's been a regular stop for me with, I think, every act I've ever toured with practically has played there. I've played there with Flying Colors for sure. I remember because my gear and luggage was all lost and I had to go out and do the first show at the Mark Tala in Hamburg with like in my sweatpants with a rented keyboard. Yeah, it was crazy. But uh, yeah, it was this show with NMB was uh, just stunning. Uh, I, I just thought the audience was great. I mean, if you were there, of course, I think you, you agree. It's, it was just an amazing gig. The audience is so close to you at the Mark Hall, and they're almost like, like you know, eye to eye. It's you're not above them, really. I mean, the, the way the way it's laid out. So it was like really uh, just a wonderful relationship happening there, and the band was just, you know, we we're at that point in the tour where you're just really, it's it's in your hands, it's in your bones, and you're just enjoying it. Yeah it and um i think everybody played and sang great and right it was after the gig i think mike said you know if we're going to release anything any kind of live album from this tour it should be tonight luckily you were recording <laughs> yeah uh, yeah recording our, our front of house guy jerry Guidros was recording a lot of it a lot of those oh, cool. shows are recording yeah. Yeah. does it take a, really a while for you guys to get uh, so in sync on a tour, does it take you know a few shows a, a while, or or does it happen kind of kind of quickly? Um, pretty quickly with NMB, you know, every group's different, but it also always it grows as it goes. I know we kept extending like Eric's guitar solo uh, in the in the quiet song. Um, innocence and danger the one that has that line in it the way it used to be right yeah the way it used to be yeah the way it has to be i think has to be the way it has to be yeah um yeah that was just magic every night and the show you know every tour like you you're always trying to make it better as you go so your timing the timing is shifting a little bit the 
you know, I think we should add this. We may, I don't think this part's working. So by the time we hit this one, I think, I think we really had it just dialed in perfectly. What is it like playing those three songs? Uh, I, I know we, we call the great, great similitude medley of, of song, but those, those big kind of epic pieces all in a row at the end, is it, as exhausting as maybe it looks like it might be, or it's just another song, you know, it's not, not a big deal. Well, you know, when you're a band that has done the last tours were like similitude, the great adventure, um, you know, every, everything that we do is, you know, pretty massive. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, the, this tour was uh, much easier, I think in general, um, for me anyway, I, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't have any, I didn't have any problems, uh, doing all that because, you know, the, the work at, in NMB, the vocal, uh, labor, shall we say is, uh, divvied up so much, you know, you just got to make sure you're ready to do your part when it comes up. And, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't, I was very, uh, undaunted by all of that. It was, it was great. Cause in, and the band is such that you really feel like you just know that everything's going to be there. Yeah. And so you can rest. That helps you just be at peace. Also, it's like, well, you can't go wrong with these guys. Yeah, such a, it's a really great band. Uh, you know, it's cool also with the similitude medley at the end is that uh, it really gives you guys sort of a real good, epic, proper closing to a show. You know, it's some, it, it, those those pieces, I think, turned out to be, I think they'll be remembered as kind of your signature moments, uh, you know, from, from this band for however long it is, you know? Yeah, when we did it, you know, I remember at the when we finished the sketch of Similitude when we were writing it together. Um, I remember, and it's a pretty well known thing that Mike kind of gathered us together and said, "Hey guys, I think we've just done the best work that we've ever done," and. Uh, so there's a very special anointing on that record for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about, uh, we should talk a little bit about Morse Fest and everything okay. that's going on with that. Cause we're coming up on that. Uh, this time we got two of them. The one in uh, Nashville is, is now at a new venue. You're playing testimony one and two. What else can you tell people about it? And, and I guess there's also the one in Europe, right? Is that, that's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what can I tell you? It's going to be Morse Festy. It's, <laughs> if you've been, you know what I mean? Uh, Morse Fest has turned into like its own thing, its own world. It's, uh, beyond me, uh, for sure. Uh, it's, uh, part, I don't know, part homecoming, part spiritual retreat, part music festival. Yeah. Just, uh, I guess that's what I mean by homecoming. Hey, to all my friends, you know, people get it really is. Yeah. From every, like you know, just a great hang. Um, it's just a really special time and, uh, it's taken on a life of its own. 
so there's that. And then, you know, I really wanted to, it's the 25th anniversary of testimony, which is like right. crazy. crazy. Yeah. Is that our 20th? 20th. Right. Is not 20th. Not 25th. I'm like, gosh, 25th. No, Yes, 20th. 20th. Correct. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just so looking forward to it. I've been, I've been listening to it some, you know, starting to get it back in my head. Although it's hard to do when you're in the middle of, I'm still finishing Joseph part two. So really what I want to do is finish Joseph part two, then get into testimony. Uh, Cause it's hard to ha get your head in a lot of different places at once. I really, and you're doing it again from, from beginning to end first time since the last Morse fest, uh, Morse fest, the first one, right? 2014. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gotta be pretty cool. And then we're also getting testimony too. So, and I'm sure you'll throw in a bunch of surprises there, which I guess we'll, we'll see what those are when we get there. Um, but, um, and I guess you, you announced uh, streaming for that, right? Is that still available for people that? Yeah. Yes. We are doing a live stream from the, uh, at the USA show. Yeah. And that's available on my website. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. We did that during COVID It ran very well, you know, watched a couple yeah. of those. Um, last thing before I let you go on this, uh, you recently shared some pics on the internet. I've, Ross also shared them. You, you, him and, uh, Nick DiVirgilio. Uh, shooting some music videos, I guess, for the next album for the three of you. What can you tell us about that one so far? Well, um, the music's done. I think the artwork is still being worked on. It's on Inside Out, the new trio album, or Divigilio, Morrison, Jennings. I always call it the trio, but uh, the official title is right. <laughs> Morrison, Jennings. And it's a really good record. I mean, I, I just enjoy... Uh, working with those guys, singing with them, and um, you know, I enjoy their songwriting, and you know, it's a different thing. It's more, you know, kind of simpler music, more laid back, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash vibe kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I just love it. Yeah, they were. Ross was on his way home from the Haken tour, and Nick drove down. This was a couple weekends ago. And so we got to spend one day together and we shot two music videos, took some publicity photos. Uh, what else did we do? We sang a song live in the room, um, which had never happened before and uh, signed a bunch of stuff. So yeah, we, yeah, cool. Which you couldn't, you didn't get to do the last record. So that's all really neat. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's great. We really enjoy each other and we look forward to, doing some live appearances at some point. Yeah. So, I mean, look, just uh, at, at one point it looked like there wasn't going to be much uh, coming out from you this year. And all of a sudden, every <laughs> everything's happening. So there you go. Yeah. Well, as busy as ever. Yeah. Yeah. Busy, but you know, that's good. I, I'm not somebody who, if I wasn't busy, I'd become busy. <laughs> And not in a bad way. I, I try to have it be balanced. So I'm not like, oh, it's been a crazy, I'm just going crazy. You know, I realize like, you know, deadlines in the music business are, are, they're not like deadlines can be in other worlds. You know, I mean, I think everybody understands the creative process is what it is. And nobody wants me to rush an album out. Um, so there's, there's, I, I don't panic about it or anything like that, but it's good to, I like to have meaningful work to labor on and, and it's uh, definitely a blessing. 
Well, we all appreciate it, man. We really love the stuff you do and always welcome new things from you. Um, cool. All right, Neil, we'll talk again soon. I'll see you at Morse Fest for this time for sure. All right. Well, thank you, Roy. All right, man. God bless everybody out there. Thanks to Neil for the interview. You can check out the new NMB live release, Live in Hamburg, An Evening of Innocence and Danger, out on July 14th. And also the Dreamer, Joseph Part 1, which comes out on August 11th. We're going to close with a little bit of the single from that, Like a Wall. For upcoming news, reviews, interviews, and more, check out progreport.com. Follow us on all our socials. Check out the podcast on all our podcast networks. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we'll see you again real soon. Here I am like a cloud without water Now I'm a slave on the road to nowhere My family hates me, they say I'm a